Hello. Hi. Welcome to Millennial Musings. I'm Gladys. And I'm Isabella. And we are just two opinionated millennials who sometimes make dumb mistakes. What we want to do here is to share our experiences and to offer the advice we wish we had received. Disclaimer. We are not therapists or life coaches and we have no actual criteria to be giving advice whatsoever. What we could be is your new bestie or your new big sister. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee or tea and get ready for some millennial musing. In this podcast, we focus on different topics and try to answer three to four questions within those topics. And each question is one episode. So this week's episode actually is the start of a whole new theme um, the new topic we're going to dive into for the next three episodes um, will be all about self-love and self-care so what we will talk about in this week's episode is about setting healthy boundaries can you prioritize yourself without guilt but Gladys we haven't talked that much this week so how are you how are you doing what's going on I I am good. I am good. Um, well, I think it's safe to say that summer has finally arrived. I think for me, this is a bit much already. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of over it. Um, oh, me too. But yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm, um, I'm actually going to Belgium in two days. Ooh. So yeah. Um, I don't know why I said, oh, I know you're going to Belgium. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah I'm excited for that I'm excited to nice. to meet up with friends and family and also um, I'm seeing Harry Styles and Pink actually in what Belgium what a lineup! What a I know when are you going because we're both seeing Harry in our home countries aren't we yes we are I'm going I'm leaving on the 7th of July and the concert's going to be on the 8th of July I'm really excited oh, yes it's going to be so good it is I'm stressing about my outfit though, but oh, you got your you got your boa right. You bought that recently. I did get yes. (laughs) Well, when this uh, when this episode is posted, gets posted, then the concert will have already happened. Of course, there might be um, some images of you and your boa and your hair. Yes, if you want to see if you want to see me, my boa, and hopefully my brother as well. Oh yeah, I want to. I bought him a boa, but to be continued. Don't not don't know how he'll feel about this, but um yeah. Then you can you can have a look on my Instagram. How are you? How has your week been? I'm good. I mean it's only Tuesday, so the week hasn't been this long. It's been warm though, and I also love how we just lived in this country long enough now to just talk about the weather forever. Um Oh my god, I know. <laughs> no. I've been good. I'm a little bit tired. Um feel like I need just a weekend off from everything and just doing absolutely nothing yeah I know here in in the UK we had three long weekends in May in a row and now we yeah and now we won't have any anymore until August which I mean don't don't make me get used to this whole vibe (laughs) so then take it away from me I can't I can't deal anymore I can't do a five five day work week I know, I really just want a four-day work week. I think it just should be the rule everywhere where it's possible. In the industry I know, and possible. and honestly, my weekends have to be, ideally, would be one day for household chores, yes. one day for social interaction, 
one day to just chill and not do anything. Oh my god, yes, I know. Two days, you just have to cram household chores and fun into one day, and then you have one day to maybe relax. No. Which actually... Don't know how people... Sorry, go on. Yeah. No, go on. No, go on. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, everything we're talking about is actually a nice little segue into the whole episode. It actually is, yes. Yeah. And we didn't even plan it that way. We <laughs> We're naturals. <laughs> <sighs> okay, well, so let's just get into it then, because I'm excited. I'm excited about this topic. Yes, um, so we have, God knows, we have sent many a voice note to each other on this topic. Um, so, boundaries. First of all, I would kind of like to define boundaries well it's difficult to define them because it is one of the important things I think is that it's very different for for everyone but I did find um an well <laughs> official semi-official um definition on psychologytoday.com <laughs> <laughs> and they define boundaries as the limits we set with other people which indicate what we find acceptable and unacceptable in their behavior towards us which I actually think is good. Yes. I do I think agree. that kind of, yeah, encapsulates everything. Um, so the first thing I definitely want to say is, yes, boundaries are very different from person A to B. Everyone can have different boundaries, things that one person might consider crossing their boundaries. The other person might not even think about it. And then also the main thing I think that we want to discuss in this episode as well, boundaries are actually a form of self-care. Yes, exactly. As you probably understood by now is that Gladys and I are both really big advocates of self-care. Um, but there's one thing I'm kind of annoyed with and that is that the meaning behind self-care has mainly become an industry, something to make money with, right? Because most of the time, self-care, especially for women, is connected to skincare products, um, candles, essential oils, bubble baths. And I mean, I do love all those things. Like Gladys has been with me to Boots when I lost my mind and just bought everything I could find. I do have my Beauty Pie subscription and I do love a candle. But Lighting a candle and using your new face mask is not really enough to just feel good within yourself in the long run. No, no, exactly. And I also think um, that there are quite a few misconceptions when it comes to self-care. Um, I feel like a lot of people have in their mind that it means that you have to spend a lot of money for it. Um, for example, for the beauty products. Um that you have to, a lot of people also think that you have to earn your self-care, like that you have to go through actual hardship before you are allowed to take some time off and just recharge and take care of yourself. And then the other thing is that some people just think self-care is an, is an option, like it's optional, you don't have to do it. But I was thinking, well, let I have a lot of plants because like we said, we are millennials and I love my houseplants. Um, so let's say you have a houseplant and if you take care, if you, if you think taking care of that plant is optional and you just water it whenever it just feels like it is and you're, you're in the mood of it or the plant looks already pretty dead so you think it might need some water, that's not going to keep that plant along 
uh, alive for a long time. It will eventually die or at least suffer a lot from it. And I think this is just literally the same as taking care of yourself. Mm, that's really good. Love that analogy. <laughs> but yes, that's yeah but that's that's very true we do treat self-care like it's something we need to earn right or, or like oh there's an hour every wednesday that i have for myself where i take a bath and put on a mask and do my skincare routine and everything and yes of course that can be self-care that having that yeah. moment for yourself but also i think self-care for me personally is a lot more about how we navigate life and relationships and how we set boundaries Yes, exactly. I do think setting boundaries is one of the, I mean, I don't think so. I know that setting boundaries is the most important part of self-care to me and I think to you as well. Yes, very much. Sorry, I was on mute. <laughs> um, so <laughs> we have kind of um, divided boundaries into different aspects of life, I guess we can say. So yeah. should we just should we just get into it? Of course, yeah. Okay. So the first one um, that is very important to me and that I've definitely had to I've definitely had to learn how to how to communicate this is um, me time. So I need alone time. I've mentioned this in previous episodes as well. I love being by myself. Being alone is how I recharge, and I think that's. A misconception um, where I think people look at being an introvert versus being an extrovert in a way of like, oh, if you're an introvert, then you're just very quiet and you're very shy. And if you're an extrovert, then you're very, you're a very sociable person and, you know, you like being in groups and everything. But that's not really what that is. I think, <laughs> I think for me, the difference between being an introvert and an extrovert is it doesn't matter how much you like being around people. It doesn't matter how loud you are, how present you are. <laughs> um, but if you recharge on your own, then I think you're an introvert. If how you recharge, how you get your energy is by being with people, being in groups, then I think you would you're probably more of an extrovert so for me for example I don't mind being in big groups I don't mind going out with people I like it and I, I think people would say I have quite a I'm quite loud <laughs> I have quite a big personality I'm very theatrical um but that's not how I recharge it does actually cost me energy so then I do need to recharge by myself and the thing is what I've kind of struggled with especially when I was younger as well and when I didn't really have the the words I guess to express that um if you're an extra an extrovert I think sometimes for people it's difficult to understand this it's difficult to understand that for example I have it a lot when I go on holiday for example <laughs> when I'm on holiday with people for a couple of days and sometimes I can just feel like okay I need to be by myself now for, for like half a day or something. I need to not see you. <laughs> and it's nothing personal towards those people. But I think for so if if those people are not like that and if their social battery never runs out, then I think it's difficult for them to understand this. So when I was younger I wouldn't say anything and I would just kind of keep that inside but then 
what would happen is I would, it would get to a point where I would feel very overstimulated and then I would become overly sensitive or I would lash out at those people who were around me. So now I definitely try to communicate that. But then still, I've had it where I try to tell people that and then they kind of feel personally attacked. Um, whereas for, or then they turn it into like, then if we spent half an hour together, then they're like, oh, are you sure you, you're okay with this? Like, do, do you want time by yourself, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's it's something I still kind of need to, need to learn how to communicate that, I think. But I know it's very important to me. And it's very important for my relationships with these people because I can't let myself get to a point where I do get overstimulated and then... Yeah, then a version of me will come out that nobody wants to see. <laughs> so, um, yeah, do you um, do you relate to that? Do you do you have that as well? <laughs> I I very much relate to that. Um, I also one hundred percent am an introvert. I see myself as an introvert at least. Um, I do need time by myself in my comfort zone to recharge. I think I'm even taking it a step further because. <laughs> Even if I'm by myself on holiday, it wouldn't do the same to me as if... I mean, probably probably the same for you. Probably the same for most people. But I need to be at home. I need to be in my comfort zone <laughs> to recharge. Um, and also, in a group of people... Well, depends on the people. But I, tend, I can enjoy it. I <laughs> can have a good time. But the more people I am around, the more I need to... And the longer I need to be by myself. And I guess it also depends how well I, I know the people. Like if it's my best friends, I'm, I can I can extend it longer than with people. I have to, I don't know, keep the weird me inside in a way. But I definitely get the part of getting irritated or like more sensitive. At some point, I'm just overstimulated by not having re like by being around a lot of people, um, or just one person all the time, and I just get very easily irritated and a bit. A bit of a bitch, some would say. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly, I get you. Not not exactly, yes, you are a bitch. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I'm not denying it. <laughs> um, but so how would you say you... Do you find it easy to communicate that or to kind of to, to express that to people, to your partner, for example? Because, I mean, you do share, you do share a, a home, so maybe sometimes you feel that way with yeah. him as well. Um, actually, I don't feel like we have any issues. We can easily be in the flat and not talk for like a couple of hours because he loves to play FIFA, <laughs> which is a curse and a blessing, I would say, because if I just want to do my own thing, like work on the podcast at this point, um, or, um, clean the flat because yes, I like cleaning and cleaning calms me down. Um, or just like, just do stuff around the flat that is not in front of the TV. If he's playing FIFA and I do my own thing, then that's kind of a good way for me to recharge. And sometimes, I mean, if I have the TV, he usually entertains himself. So actually, we hand we're handling it quite well with when we need to recharge. I would say mm. that's yeah. not really a problem, and we're quite okay with communicating that to each other without any issues I think I would find it harder to talk to friends and be like please just let me be now <laughs> I feel like they would probably be more insulted but then yeah I don't actually think I ever said it in the way 
you just mentioned, like when you're on a holiday. But then it automatically happens because we're all quite similar that at some point there's just a bit of a downtime and everyone's just on their phone or listening to a podcast or reading. Oh, that sounds heavenly. That sounds so good. (laughs) Those are the best holidays. (laughs) Yeah, I've I've been I've been on holidays with people where it was like ten days of me and a couple of people in one room and then uh, you know, day five or six happened and I was like... What do you mean in one room? Well, we shared a room with like three or four people and then and then after a while I'd be like, oh my God. So I would come up with these activities <laughs> that I didn't even want to do. But I was like, oh, I really want to go to this modern art museum just because I know that they hated it. And I was like, oh, then I can go by myself. And they were like, no, 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 we're here together. We'll go with you. And I was like, do you not, do you not understand what I'm trying to say? <laughs> Read the room. <laughs> um yeah but I think the thing about the friends um for me as well also now living abroad um of course that kind of means like when that that when people come visit me then of course they're here all the time (laughs) which is nice and I love that and I want to see them and I sometimes don't respect my boundaries when it comes to that because and you you know this I've told you this this has happened a couple of times where you know some someone will message me and be like hey can I come over this week and that's kind of the only week that they can still come over that that summer or whatever and then I and then I say yes because I want because I want to see them because otherwise I might not see them for another you know six months or whatever so then I say yes um and then that happens with you know four or five friends and then before I know it I have a visit uh, every week for, for like two months or something. And even looking at my calendar when it looks like this stresses me out. I can't even express to you how panicky I even get when I realize, oh, I don't have one weekend to myself in the next month or so. Um, but then I also don't want to say no because, you know, we don't have that many options to see each other and, and, and visit each other. But then uh, that's something I definitely need to learn still is how to kind of find that balance and just be like well actually you know I know that I already have a couple of visits planned that month so it's a bit too much but yeah it's just I'm sometimes I know myself very well I don't know why I then just convince myself (laughs) that it will be fine (laughs) and then I get stressed anyway so um yeah nah I get that it's the same with when I just go back to Austria and visit well, people, we talked about this in the last episode as well. And then you just have to book every day out to make sure you see everyone. But I actually need, I meet someone one day and then I would like to have two days for myself. <laughs> and then I can see someone again. My God. But obviously that's not possible. Oh. And I'm not complaining. I love seeing everyone. It just then, once I get back to the UK, I just need to just, you know, be at home. Oh, I do know. (laughs) I have that problem um, now. So I'm going to Belgium now and I was um, talking to a friend a couple of days ago and he was like, oh, so when can we meet? And I definitely want to meet him and I'm meeting his boyfriend as well, which is very exciting. Um, But I quickly realized I basically have maybe two two days maybe where I can still (laughs) squeeze him in um and so then I was kind of telling him about my schedule and he literally was like I could never (laughs) could not be me could not be me and he was like I would just lie and be like oh no actually I'm fully booked and literally just be just just chill (laughs) with my parents or something and I was like yeah I know um 
but yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But then when I get back, I don't want to see anyone. <laughs> um, and what you said about the, the you and your boyfriend as well is, I mean, I think if you're living together, of course, it's different. And also it's not, I, you know, when you meet up with friends, of course, it's that thing of like, you're actively together and you're not always together. But when you live with someone, I guess it's a lot more normal, <laughs> normalized um, to need time but even then I kind of feel like um I mean me and I have, I have it with my boyfriend now and I mean of course we don't live together it's been a couple months <laughs> but like he I don't know a couple weeks ago we kind of um did things together all weekend and there oh did this sound no that sounds bad <laughs> we went somewhere <laughs> We went somewhere during the weekend. And then um, he was like, oh, maybe we can go to the movies or something on the Thursday or whatever it was. And and that was the first time where it was kind of like, no, <laughs> I need to not see you. <laughs> and he he's kind of the same. So he, he understood. But I think, yeah, not everyone would get that, I think. No, definitely not. I just feel like if you live together at some point, you like, this is going to sound really cheesy, but sometimes when I want to reach out, I kind of want him to be there because he's kind of my comfort zone. He's part of my comfort zone as well. Like, just a little cuddle and some trash to be is sometimes the right medicine. Oh, <laughs> my God. Yeah. How sappy. But I am actually quite sappy. That's, yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, now you've made me sound really no, bad. I, didn't I also get, I think it's different, though, if you live together or if you don't live together. Because when you don't live, like, your flat is your space. You've had your flat for a few years now. This is where you go. This is where your things are and the place you put them and everything's just that way. Whereas, because you don't live together, when he is at your place, he is at your place. And it's like, then things shift and it takes time to get used to having someone in your space. I think I'm just, because we moved in during the quarantine time, I think we just, I mean, it just happened. <laughs> um, yeah. We were okay. together a You're lot. You're definitely yeah. used to, yes. To a point where sometimes <laughs> it was like, I'm, like, I think the first time I actually went back to Austria to visit my family, it felt like I'm going with one limb less. Like, it felt like a limb is missing because we were so attached to each other because of the pandemic. But yeah. Hmm. Yeah, but I, I mean, I kind of get that because even now, I mean, he's, he's here now. He's in the other room <laughs> and it kind of, you know, we're just doing our own thing and it kind of, it kind of does calm me down in a, in a weird way. And I never thought I would say, <laughs> I would say that, but I kind of like having, having him around as well. Even if we're just, if, even if we're doing our own things, because then when I need attention, then I know There's that someone. he's there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, now we've been Zeppi. On both ends, so maybe let's move on. <laughs> okay, um, okay. Do you want to do the next next yes. one? Um, I'm sweating. Anyway, um, yeah. So, girl, don't even. And I can't. I, I mean, obviously, we can't turn a fan on because it will be too loud. But uh, this is um, this is yeah, intense. In case, let me let me tell you, this is intense. <laughs> it is intense. Oh, but anyway, one other area in life where I think it's really important to have boundaries is actually work and like your workplace in general. And with that, I mean, well, I want to make it clear, 
let's say you have a job from nine to five, right? Monday to Friday, you have those eight, nine hours of work. Do your best, do what you have to do, do a good job. I'm not saying show up when you want and do what you want, like do what you have to do, give your best and all that. But when I think of boundaries at the workplace, I mean, take your lunch breaks as they are in your contract, for example. Um, Make sure that when you have a day that's really busy and you have to put some extra hours in, that you have a chance to even it out, right? Because let's say you would have to leave earlier because you have to go, I don't know, to the dentist. Um, You probably would make sure you're gonna add those extra hours back to work, which is fine and you probably should do that. But also, if you give them more hours of your day then at some point maybe a few days later when things have come down make sure you maybe stop an hour earlier or have a long lunch break um yeah and then the other thing with work is and that is very important (laughs) to me take your sick days like if you first of all if you've thrown up all night and then decide to come into the office and then sit next to me the whole day that is just stupid <laughs> like i'm sorry but then you are just dumb you literally the disrespect. <laughs> the disrespect yes you're not just gonna suffer and probably do a bad job because you're actually ill you also make everyone around you ill but anyway <laughs> i'm drifting off um no take your sick days because like i said you probably won't be doing a great job because you're not feeling well and you have those sick days they are most likely your legal right to take so you should take advantage of them there's no need to push yourself through these uncomfortable situations because if you do you just end up resenting your job and you won't be doing a good job the more you look after yourself and the more you actually just stick with what you're meant to be doing or like even things out when it gets too much at least in my case, the better I am because I don't mind going to work then. I enjoy doing my work, I enjoy being around the people, I enjoy being around the workplace because there's a proper life and work balance. Yeah, I guess that is my point on boundaries at the workplace. <laughs> do you have anything about this to say? I do have something to yeah. add, yes. Um, well, yes, first about the sick days, definitely. And of course, you know, we're in the corporate world, it might be different for other people. And of course, if you're self-employed and you have a yeah, massive, I don't know, you know, one of my friends is a caterer. If you have a wedding to cater, you can't exactly be like, oh, I have a cold. I'm not coming in um, today. But yes, to like, if, if, if it's possible and if you have that option, then yes, take that time. Also, we need to normalise people being off when they're off oh my god yes <laughs> people being on holiday i am so sick and tired <laughs> of people going on holiday and then seeing them online every hour of the day or then them seeing them in in conversations or seeing them like oh yeah no i just i did this really quickly i did it no stop <laughs> it stop it right now <laughs> stop it um if i'm off i'm off Honestly, and yes, if there is something really, really urgent that maybe or somebody messages me and it's a quick question and I can just answer it in two minutes, then I will most likely do that. Well, actually, (laughs) that is if I check my messages. I most of the time, when I go on holiday, the second second my out of office um, is activated, I forget I have a job. (laughs) 
and maybe I shouldn't say that here because some co-workers might but actually no we have days off we have time off we deserve to take that time off honestly we need to stop normalizing this because then other people if you set that example other people or your team members or whatever they will feel like they need to do the same thing and that's not good and that's not good for anyone's well-being normalize people being off and that means offline and that means (laughs) not working in any way shape or form yes i agree 100 percent 100 percent. you will not catch me on slack or any other communication channel when i am off no no exactly and yes like you said i feel exactly the same way i don't mind and also i'm quite lucky i mean we work for the same employer so i can say we're quite lucky um that our employer is quite flexible you know like we we i know i know i don't mind working late once in a while i don't mind doing that because i know that i will get that flexibility back when i need it um so yes but definitely respect your own time don't neglect your boundaries for a company that or for an employer who at the end of the day let's be honest (laughs) i don't care how nice or you know great an employer is at the end of the day if you're not make you know the reality is (laughs) and everyone knows that but we all pretend like we don't the second you're not making them enough money anymore, they will drop you like a bad habit. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, let's just... And also, nobody's irreplaceable, you know? There's so many people who I, I know who are like, oh, but yeah, they really can't... Like, I don't want to do this to my colleagues. I don't want to go, go on holiday or I don't want to be ill all week and then and then they need to deal with this and everything. No, mm. no. Yeah. <laughs> stop, stop feeling guilty about this. Do you... No, that employer won't even, like, they won't care. They won't care if they realise that they can replace you or if they can find an alternative that makes them more money. That's just how it is. So nobody's irreplaceable at work. So um, at the end of the day, it's just a job and it's not worth your mental health. And we'll get into this because we have had a job, both of us, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, where that was a challenge. Um, But yeah respect your own time okay and maybe let's move on from this before i get fired (laughs) um so the i think last category that i have is on relationships in general so that's dating friends and family all i want to say about that is something that i have definitely learned over the past couple of years is There is nothing wrong with expecting people that you invest time, energy, love, whatever in to expect them to bring the same energy to the table, right? And and that is also setting boundaries. For example, with dating, and it's interesting because, you know, I recently (laughs) started dating someone um, and then I had a couple of people come up to me and be like oh I really wish that I could you know have this situation where just you both just know what's what's going on and and it's both just you know you you you're both very clear on what your expectations are and then they told me these stories of yeah every time I'm dating someone I'm kind of 
we we don't really talk about anything and then I'm kind of scared to um to ask them because well let's be honest it's mostly women with men <laughs> uh, and then I'm, well but it can be it can be any gender um and then I'm scared to ask him like where we are or if if they're seeing other people because then they might get scared or they might and I just think and we'll get into this of course because we'll um one of the future themes will be dating um but there is nothing wrong, and this goes for friendships, relationships, whatever. There's nothing wrong with being clear about what you want from the beginning. And, of course, you shouldn't be on the first date like, okay, so I want three <laughs> children <laughs> um, and to get married within, you know. you No, that's not what I mean. But there's there's this idea that we can't ask questions or that we all need to pretend that we're fine with this whole like, vagueness <laughs> around dating and if you if you are and if you're the kind of person because I know people you know some of my best friends are the kinds of people who are like oh I I couldn't like if if I if if the other person wants to I don't know label something within six months that then I get really panicky and that really freaks me out so if you're that kind of person that's absolutely 100% fine if you're not that kind of person that is also fine and for example in my situation I was not that kind of person I am not I'm not a casual person Luckily, neither is my boyfriend. And we had that conversation on the third date, I think. It was very clear for both of that. us why we were there. Yeah, and we had the exclusivity chat and everything almost right away. And so there's nothing wrong with that either. And if if the other person's answer or if you're scared that you won't like the answer or that they won't feel the same way or they or you will scare them off then they're probably not for you and there is yeah there's nothing wrong with that so I would say about dating you know specifically about dating just be clear about your expectations from the beginning know what you want and don't be afraid to go after that and to just make that clear from the beginning so that you don't you know if you if you're the kind of person who wants to be in situationships, absolutely fine. You do you. <laughs> if you don't want to be in situationships, then don't be in situationships, yeah. you know. And I mean, I shouldn't even say, like, I've, I've been in those situations as well where things were vague and everything. But I just, that's something I've definitely learned. Because it's just so nice when you know that the other person is on the same page. It's so nice. <laughs> and that's setting boundaries as well, I think. And yeah, the same thing kind of goes for, for friendships as well. You know, if you're you know, people think of friendships in different ways and sometimes those ideas or definitions of friendships don't match and then that's painful sometimes, but then that's also okay. Like you're 100% allowed to communicate that as well and to say, okay, this is what, I, what I'm giving to this relationship. So I kind of expect a similar thing. If that doesn't work for us, then that's fine. Yeah. No, I 100% agree. And for the friendship one, well, and I guess the relationship one, and we kind of touched on this before, but um, I think it's also, this is a bit of a smaller thing, but I think you should be in friendships where you can comfortably say no. Um, And yeah, the other friend might be a bit like, oh, no, you're cancelling on me because you're tired. But in the end, they won't actually be angry at you. They're just a bit annoyed maybe that you cancelled the plan and that's fine. I hate it when ca- plans get cancelled on me as well. Um, but you should be able to say, you know what? I actually feel really exhausted. I had a very intense week and I really need to chill and look after myself. 
And you shouldn't have to be making up excuses like, oh, you know what, I actually have a really upset tummy and I broke my ankle and I actually can't come. Like, you should just be able to say, not today. (laughs) That's very extreme. I don't know. I don't know what people say when they don't want to go to places. But there's this whole expectation of you need a proper reason to not come because you just needing to recharge is not a proper reason. Oh my God, I cannot believe I didn't have that in my notes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. The amount of times I have lied <laughs> about literally just, yes, making plans the week before, then that day rolls around and you're just like, no, there is nothing I want to do less today than to put my bra back on exactly. and go out. <laughs> Honestly, yes, we need to normalize just saying that and of course it's very different if you have I don't know bookings yeah, somewhere or if you're actually doing something together but it's if it's literally just you know going out for a drink for drinks or food or whatever yes yes yeah. yes we need, we need to all I can say is yes we need to we need to normalize just saying that just saying you know I'm really I'm really not feeling like it today and yes there is that pressure to have a valid reason whereas just not feeling like exactly. it is a valid reason. But also, I also think because we feel like we can't be honest about that, then you get situations where people maybe don't don't communicate that very well or then they, you know, in my case, and this is something that I've done many times and it's a very, it's, it's not nice, it's not a nice quality, but I wait too long or I put that off until the very, very last minute even though I already kind of know that I don't want to go and then I don't really know how to say that. Or, you know, that it's something I've I've definitely gotten better at this. But when I was younger specifically, I I didn't really know how to communicate that. And because I felt like, yeah, like it wasn't accepted to, to do that, to say that. Um, or to say, actually I would rather do this by myself. That or you know. And then yeah, it turned into a situation where I had waited too long and then that person was annoyed because then they had maybe already made plans <laughs> to, for that day or activity or for us to do together or something. Um, so yeah, in to avoid that, <laughs> um, we should definitely just communicate this from the beginning. Yeah, I agree. Well, I have one more written down, which is a bit different than the ones we just mentioned, but I think quite an important one. And I think you will agree. <laughs> But I feel like you need to set boundaries in the sense of, well, in regards to how you talk about yourself. Like, this is now very specific, but I feel like there are a lot of moments where I'm in situations where people talk about their bodies, for example. And then it becomes this battle of, yeah, but my nose, oh, but then my ass, oh, but my belly, oh, and my thighs, and oh, I look so bad in this outfit, I look so fat in this outfit, like the yeah, they, they just talk in a way about themselves, which is, on the one hand, very fatphobic. Um, and on the other hand, it always feels like once everyone has talked, there's like this look towards you and it's like, now what's wrong with you? <laughs> but then I feel like I... Oh my God, like the scene in Mean Girls. Yes, exactly. Yes. And I feel like... She's it's... like, my, I have really bad bad. <laughs> Yeah, and that's how I sometimes feel. I mean, of course, I have moments where I'm like, like, you know, I, I don't like my head. Like, this is a weird, this is a weird complex, but sometimes I just can't deal with my whole head. Um, 
<laughs> Not that again. <laughs> but why do I have to have why do I have to when I have a good day and I'm around people and then have to start talking about the issues I see within myself? Like I feel like it's fair enough for them to just actually be there and say, Well, I don't have a problem. And of course everyone has a problem. Everyone has something they're unhappy about. On different days, it's different. Like sometimes I think I'm fucking Beyonce and sometimes I think I'm a mushroom in the woods. But um <laughs> you know, does this make sense? Do you know what I mean? I feel like there should be It does make sense. And we talked about yes. this before. When people start saying these things, how are you meant to react to this? Like Yeah. I don't know. I know, yes. And we will definitely discuss this. And this I actually did have this in my notes. Um, but then I thought we'll be discussing this at length I think (laughs) very very soon um but yeah I for me it's also just it's also specifically for example about diet talk um and that I have just I need to set that boundary for myself as well that I won't engage with that and I won't engage with that because and I think many people do engage with that because they just it's just so expected (laughs) to, to do that or if you yeah if you if you hear it to then to react or to I don't know praise what somebody's saying yeah. <laughs> about their own bodies or whatever um and yeah I've I I know that for my for myself for my mental health I need to not engage with that and actually that's actually a good example of a boundary I set was but I kind of wanted to mention this um well in the other in another episode <laughs> but anyway I think it's a good example of a boundary I recently had to go to the to the doctors to get uh, a prescription for contraceptives and so they told me we need to take your blood pressure and everything and we need your BMI <laughs> the three most hated letters <laughs> of any fat person <laughs> the BMI now we know that BMI is a load of bollocks um the BSI. that this is yeah exactly <laughs> That this is that is ridiculous, but unfortunately, the medical world is still obsessed with the BMI. So they told me, yeah, in order to you know recommend the right pill for you and everything, um, we need to we need we need to know your weight and everything. So they asked me on the phone. I said I don't know my weight because I haven't weighed myself in years. Um, and so then I went there. I knew that they had to do that. Luckily, I'm now I've reached the point where. I'm okay with that. I was still a bit nervous, I'm not going to lie, but 10 years ago that would <laughs> that would have sent me down a spiral even just having that appointment. <laughs> that would have I yeah, that would have sent me down down a very bad spiral I think. But anyway, I went, I knew they were going to do that. And I actually told them from the beginning. I was like, "Yeah, okay, here's the thing. I'm a little bit nervous about this because also as I'm sure many fat people will agree and you said this <laughs> you put this very well recently where you're like you can literally go to the doctors with an axe in your head and people will be like well if you lost weight you wouldn't have this issue so um and I think for many fat people that means you know people sometimes are just nervous or even or just don't go to their GP because they don't want to hear fat phobic talk um and so I went there and I immediately just told them okay listen I'm a little bit nervous about this I know that you need this for your your records or whatever, um, which is a whole conversation in itself. But okay, <laughs> and um, and I said, you know, I 
we'll do it. I will step on the scale and you can you can write my BMI down and whatever you want. But I don't want to hear it. I don't want you to tell me. I don't want you to tell me the number on the scale. And I don't want to have a conversation about this. And I don't want to hear anything about this. And they were very nice. They were very, very respectful and everything. Um, but that was something for me that I just felt like I needed to do and I feel like many people probably and me a couple of years ago I never would have done that I would have felt like I couldn't do that they're the medical professionals there was no way that I could say that but yes you can 100% say that because it is your own body it's about you your body and your mental health most of all so if you feel like that will trigger you or make you feel bad then just yeah you're you're very you're allowed to set that boundary. And of course, maybe not every, you know, I was very lucky that the nurse was very nice and she respected it. Um, probably not every everyone is like that in the medical world, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I think that was that was a good a good example of a boundary that I set that I know I never would have done that a couple of years ago. Yeah. So I have some advice on how to set boundaries. Do you have I know you have something to share as well. So do you want to go first or? I would say instead of advice, it's really more of a takeaway that I have. Um, okay. Yes. Let's hear it. Okay. So basically, um, to answer the question, can you prioritize yourself without feeling guilty? I think for most people, unfortunately, the answer still is no. It's just something you have to learn and teach yourself and just make yourself important enough to yourself because um, the only person you have to spend the rest of your life with is you. So better keep her happy <laughs> because... Or him. Or him, of course. Or they. Of course. <laughs> keep keep the inner you happy. Keep whoever you are happy. <laughs> um and I do think to be happy, you just need to be putting yourself before anyone else. And of course, that is also said from a perspective of a childless person. I think having children shifts everything a little bit with who you're going to prioritize. Um, but Which is probably the biggest reason why I don't want children. I mean, honestly, when people ask me when, because that's the thing people do. They don't ask if, they ask when. Yeah, going to have children. I'm like, I don't know, because at this point, I'm just too selfish to have a child. Um, yeah, I guess that would be my, my takeaway and my advice. Like I said, you only have to make, you only have to live with yourself. So make yourself happy. Look out for yourself. Water the plant. <laughs> yes. Okay. And I, I think that's a great segue into my bits because I have some advice on how you can learn how to set boundaries. I think the number one thing is that you need to keep in mind is why why you're setting these boundaries and why they are important to you. For example, like I said about the the me time thing and the needing to recharge on my own, I know that if I don't do that and I know that if I neglect those boundaries that I will get overstimulated, I will eventually, you know, be, probably behave, start behaving in a way <laughs> that is not good for those relationships with the people around me either. So it's really important that I... Um, yeah, that I, that I express these. So I think, think about why these things are important to you, I think is, is a good one. And just keep that in mind when you feel like, oh, am I being selfish? Am I being weird? Just think about the, 
the why. Why do these things mean something to you? Why do you want people to respect those? Then the second one is trust your gut and be unapologetic. If you don't feel comfortable with something, you don't feel comfortable. If you don't want to do something, you don't want to do something. That is absolutely okay. You don't need to, you don't need to have a, you know, quote unquote valid reason or something. You don't need any of that. So um, also try and set those boundaries as early on as possible, especially with, you know, new friendships, new relationships, work, whatever. Don't create this habit of them knowing that if they, you know, if they ask you twice or three times that you will say yes eventually. (laughs) So just communicate those things from the beginning, set those boundaries early on and yeah, make make it clear that you're you're not messing around when it comes to your boundaries and your self-care. And then also, um, related to that as well, communicate when these boundaries have been crossed because that's how other people can learn as well and how you can then how you can improve your relationships with other people. I think if 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 you don't communicate this and maybe like we said in the beginning, maybe for other people those things are not a big deal and they don't even think about them. So communicate and have that conversation so these people also know um what happened and how that made you feel so you can hopefully both learn from it and then of course also lastly respect other people's boundaries even if they're not boundaries for you then or if even if you think there's nothing wrong with it then maybe other people other people might feel differently. So yeah, just just have those conversations. Just be open and honest about them, I would say. Yes, I love that. Yeah. That's really good advice. I think that's it. Thank, thank you. <laughs> good, okay. My God, I, I just want to say, I cannot believe that we have recorded four episodes. <laughs> I know, we're doing well. <laughs> we are doing well. We're actually doing this. My God. Yeah. And if you hear this, then they've actually made it online as well, which is even more wild. (laughs) Um, Should we... Well, I guess we've said everything we had to say about boundaries and self-care for this episode. Should we move on to our little um, recommendation section of the podcast? Yes. Do you have any books or a book you would say would go with this topic? Yes, I actually have two, but they're by the same author. So the author's called Michelle Elman. Um, she's on Instagram as well, and she does these really short like reels where she also reacts to people. For example, if people share like you know coupley um, reels where they actually kind of glamorize something that is in essence like toxic behavior, <laughs> then she kind of responds to them and kind of explains why that's not the way to go um i'm trying to think of a of an example maybe (laughs) maybe it will come to me in a bit but she has two books that i think are actually perfect for this topic the first one well she has several books but there's two titles i'm mainly thinking of the first one is the joy of being selfish so um i almost ordered that one yeah so um yeah the the well the subtitle i get all the tagline is literally why you need boundaries and how to set them so that is that's perfect and then the other one is specifically about dating the selfish romantic 
which is which I have here on my um to read soon <laughs> pile. Um, but yeah, it's about how how you can date and set those boundaries and not feel bad about yourself and how that will definitely improve the relationships that you have with people. Love that. Yeah. They sound good. I actually might write them down on my on my list because they do sound really good. Yeah. Do you do you have anything? I do have one movie that came to mind. It's not a new movie. We're going back into the noughties. But and it's probably coming as a surprise because well let me just let me just get out there. I was thinking of Legally Blonde. Because. Oh. I'm very interested to hear how <laughs> Well, it's it's to hear I, how this is going. I had to think about it for a while. So this movie immediately came to mind, but I was like, why am I thinking about this movie? It has literally nothing to do with this. But then, actually, first of all, Elle Woods just goes for whatever she wants. She does not give a shit. She knows what she wants. She goes for it. People are coming at her. The teachers, like she has to set boundaries which, with every professor in a way, um, especially with that little perv who comes for her um, in her in, during her internship. And then also Jennifer Coolidge is in there and she's going through some Icon, shit. queen. With, oh, she is a queen. <laughs> a little dolphin queen. Um, she is going through some shit with her ex-husband and Elle helps her get the things, well, get the dog back and just gain some respect again with him, which you also could say is, as as setting some boundaries and i know i'm 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 reaching out far here to get a movie but i do think in some way everyone should be a bit more like elwoods because yeah mm, definitely she knows his years yes. and no one can yeah. can can take her down no she's unapologetic exactly. like we said now i really want to rewatch that film it's been forever i know i i used to watch it back at uni whenever I knew, okay, I need to study a lot because there's this montage where she really gets into the books and, like, there's this scene where she's on the treadmill with the book and I don't know, it's just a really... It was it always motivated me to get back into a few study, like, night shifts. Oh, okay. I, lo- I love how that motivated you to study. It kind of helped because, I don't know, she was so ambitious. Yeah. I was like, okay, I can do that too. <laughs> For for me, the the thing that Naughty's films did was make me want to smoke. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it motivated me in the in the in the worst possible way. Oh my god, it was like, um, and I guess we could we could name this as something where no boundaries are set. Sex and the City. Whenever I watched that, I just I was smoking back then most of the time when I was watching it, and I just wanted to smoke so badly, and I did smoke a lot. Whenever I rewatched the whole series, <laughs> so bad. Yeah, but honestly, but yes. the women in those series, in that series, they don't have boundaries. Well, maybe, maybe Samantha and Miranda, but not Carrie, not with Mister Big. No, he's horrible. Yeah, was horrible. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Wow. Okay. okay. We did it. We recorded another one. Did it again. Cool. But again, before we wrap up, we 
wanted to say a big thank you to all of you who made it to the end of the fourth episode. We really hope you enjoyed it and maybe even heard something you could relate to. And also do remember, the journey does not end here. We will be back next week with a brand new episode um, in the self-care, self-love section. Well, in the self-love, self-care theme. It will be a bit of a different one. Um, Stay tuned. That was so weird. (laughs) I'm mysterious. (laughs) (laughs) Keep your eyes... Keep your your eyes peeled. (laughs) Peeled, yes. But the best part is we want to hear from you. As always, we know that each of you has your own unique experiences and you have stories to share. We know it. We know you do. So don't be shy. Connect with us on Instagram at We Are Millennial Musings and share your own musings, funny moments, or even the not so glorious times of being a millennial. And any other generation. Honestly, everyone's welcome. Absolutely. Come on. Say come say hi. Don't be shy. <laughs> <laughs> see you there and see you in the next yes. episode. Stay curious and keep those stories coming. Bye. Bye.